to show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Offman's Podcast. Sorry, I had a brain blip because I was about to say the wrong podcast again. But you all know it's what I do. So this week on the podcast, I want to welcome to the show, first off, a new guest to the show, but not a new person to me because I've known this dude for quite a while through jujitsu yep. and just social media and and just all the sorts. So I want to welcome to the show. Uh, friend teammate fellow nerd fellow movie lover uh do with a billion projects just like myself <laughs> mr ed hunt hey, hey. what's up ed? how you doing man oh, doing great man glad to be on thank you and yeah dude it's been how long have i known you when did we start training over at ivy league when it was still ivy league right <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I started in 2015, I think April, April or May of 2015. Yeah. Um, and I know, yeah, like, yeah, around those times, I think, um, cause I know when I came in, it was me and a couple, couple other guys and they kind of petered out, but it was like, oh, like Dante's that, the, like the, the, the football player, the athlete. And then like several months later, you came in. And I looked at you and was like, this motherfucker is the football player. Like, look at this dude. And then he was like, yeah, he did play football. I was like, fuck. <laughs> this dude's going to dump me on my head for sure. So, at yeah. least 2015. Yeah, no, makes sense. Yeah, because I think I was, because I was training, because I went to school in New Jersey. So I was training for like an extra, like that last semester of school. But yeah, I would have started at Ivy League like 2016, like early 2016, I think, is when I would have started going there a little bit more. Okay. And yeah, then was there for like two years, I think. Or maybe at least a year, year and a half. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I know you were there long enough to be like one of those, you know, those staples that we, you know, <laughs> you're there at every practice. And it could have been just that. You're just yeah. there every practice. So it might have been, fuck, it might have been like six months with like, my oh, head's been here for like four years. You haven't been here for four years. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, that was good. Oh, but yeah, because that really was too. Like, because I'd been training like a little bit, but a couple months, but yeah, I really that's where I really kind of like cut my teeth a little bit more and like did the competitions with Danny and everyone. That was a good time. Mm -hmm. I loved Ivy League, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we've we been talking about Ivy League a bit lately. Uh, Mark mm -hmm. and, and myself, we just sit around and talk about like, damn, dude, there was like a vibe there, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It, it, I mean, in where we're at at 88, mm -hmm. it's a different vibe. It's still solid, but Ivy League was just kind of this, this really small, like tight knit group. And you know, you go there anytime there's someone there and it, it was just a thing that I don't know. I miss it, but mm -hmm. at the same time, I do like where things are now in, yeah. in a sense of, of kind of branching out a little bit. Mm -hmm. like with you um mm -hmm. you're still training now yeah yeah so still training now so since ivy league because you know then i moved into dc to teach for a little bit uh so i was at this one spot uh urban boxing where i had um isaac july was my coach he gave me my blue belts i think that was like 2019 yeah 2019 um and then i did the normal blue belt thing who also had a new girlfriend at the time so started training less and less i was there like you know once twice a week and then COVID happened. Uh, then with COVID, 
Um, you know, obviously everything shut down. So I didn't train like at all from like January, 2020. Cause right before I was getting my master's in teaching, getting my real estate license, whole bunch of stuff. So I was like, let me pause on BJJ. I'll be back in May, 2020. Well, uh, funny thing happened in 2020. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah. So then I, you know, stopped training and I really started training back up like October, 2022, like September, October, 2022 at Beta Academy here in DC, right off of 14th in Florida, uh, because my old coach, Isaac, he went, uh, he's over at Pentagon MMA, still see him, still go out and train, but it was a difference between like a 40 minute drive or a five minute walk. And so I was like, sorry, coach, <laughs> like it's a five minute walk and Beta, you know, there's a lot of really good gyms in DC, but Beta's been great. It's phenomenal. It's a really big gym. There's a lot of good training. It runs very deep. Like I'm an ultra heavyweight. And the fact that I can go in and there's multiple like brown and black belts who are ultra heavyweight that can just toss me around a little bit. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's always a thing is thinking about, you know, uh, jujitsu in the past couple of years, especially COVID and how yeah. did that affect us? How did it affect who? And, you know, were people able to pick back up and get back to it? So glad you glad you got back to the mats and, you know, just also not just, you know, with jujitsu alone, but like you say, master's in uh, teaching, real estate mm -hmm. license. So, you know, you, you had a lot going on and still, you know, managed to get jujitsu back into the group. So that's awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah. Dude, it was like it was one of those things where, like, especially with jujitsu, it was just it felt just so right kind of coming back to it and getting into it. And like, it was nuts of like, you know, cause obviously not really training for like two years, you know, it's, I worked out and got a little fat. I've lost some of it, but it's cool. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was like, if I was like made of rubber before I was like made of stone going into jujitsu, I was like, why can't I move? I remember I'm supposed to like swivel my hips over and I can't. And now I'm like, Oh, that's right. I kind of have it back a little bit. <laughs> But yeah so it's been great yeah a lot of like yeah <laughs> plan on doing it forever so we'll see and that's what uh, i was just talking to a buddy about that talk about yeah man i want to do jujitsu until like i'm i'm like old and gray and 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 like i might not be able to walk but i can get on the mat so <laughs> yeah, just sit nice down and you're ready <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like when people are like oh like are you gonna start standing look man I like I'm using a cane. I'm not standing nothing. I'm sitting right down. <laughs> Just like come down here into my guard. Exactly. Come on. It'll be fine. Just, shh. <laughs> <laughs> now shh, go to sleep. Yeah, go to sleep. I've got, uh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, as I mentioned earlier, you got a lot of projects going on. One of the mm -hmm. other ones that I I'm extremely fascinated by, and it took me a minute to catch on, um, mm -hmm. was your podcast. Um, two Maryland kids. Yes, I would see the post, and it just—I don't know what what it was. Is I heard one of the clips, like a sound clip. Mm -hmm. I heard your voice, and it, I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, okay, I know this. All right, yeah, now I know who this is." Well, was like, "Why? Why did it take me so long to connect the dots?" Um, so, uh, can you uh, share with us a little bit about that, like how it came about, and what's the podcast about? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, the meddling kids are two meddling kids and our podcast is ramblings from two meddling kids. Uh, basically me and one of my best friends here in DC, Mike Cunningham. Uh, he was one of my groomsmen. Um, we love movies, Mike, especially like I've always been like, I've always enjoyed movies a lot. I've watched a lot of movies, but Mike, especially every Thursday, he would go see a new movie like 
constantly like clockwork. That was, you know, his self-care. That's what he wanted to do. And I didn't go to all of them, but me and him would join on some of them. And I remember seeing like the Northmen and like other things. And normally what we would do is we'd go watch a movie. Then we'd, uh, as long as I was allowed to go back out later <laughs> without being too late is um, we'd like hop to a bar, grab a beer or something. And then we just kind of talk about the movie. And it was really around that we're like, oh, well, this is fun. And then obviously me and him are great friends. So we can kind of riff off one another and we can, you know, build up pretty well. So we're like, let's make this a podcast because he liked movies. I love movies. I really like storytelling. And I've been like also really interested in like a lot of creative things. So it just kind of turned from that. So we started that uh, October 31st, 2022. And we have released an episode every week. And like we're very proud about that. We have not missed a week yet. Sometimes we do have to record in advance, but we have not missed a week of our releases yet. Because normally um, yeah, what we try to do is if it's a new movie we're interested in, we see it Thursday night. Um, then we'll record on Friday or Saturday, maybe Sunday, but that's kind of close and then clean it up. Luckily we do everything one take. So there's not too much editing. We're like, what you see is what you get, take it. <laughs> and then we drop on Monday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that's one of the most important things about the podcast. Um, there are lots of important things about a podcast, but one thing I think is extremely important is staying consistent and not missing a week. Um, Nerd Rage Radio, which is the, the podcast I shout out at the end of every episode here, and I'm a part of over there from time to time. They've been going, how old is my kid? My kid is seven, so they've probably been going about nine years now, eight or nine years. Um, hasn't missed a week. Yeah, Never missed a week. Um, even if, like, we have a group chat, we, you know, he'll Bobby, who runs the show, he'll jump in the chat like, yo, is anyone available on this date in there's enough of us in the chat now where someone's available at all times. And that was my model when I started off the mats. It was like, mm -hmm. I cannot miss a week. It does not matter what happened. I will not miss a week. Like there was one episode I recorded with my daughter. <laughs> there you she go. Was, <laughs> she turned six. It was, it, it was perfect timing. It was her birthday. It was like, this is your birthday gift for me to you. You're going to be a guest on my show. It was a little 20 minute episode. And, you know, you always, you know, find the time to get an episode out. Yeah. Your listeners are always going to know where to find you, when to find you. And there's never going to be that, you know, like, oh no, like they didn't drop an episode this week. And then you slowly slide over to another interest and like, hey, now I'm here. Oh, they're mm -hmm. back. Oh, well, I've moved here. Yeah. So that's good. I'm glad to hear that, especially, you know, keep it going each week. Yeah. It's been fun. It's been interesting, especially like because we always do. We start with like a spoiler free review of it where we're just zero to five spoiler free review. So that way we're kind of like trying it. We're like, hey, even if you haven't seen the movie, because we'll drop it after opening weekend. So it's kind of like if anyone if you've seen it, come listen to us. Maybe you can validate how you felt about the movie or get angry at us because you disagree. Or if you haven't seen it yet, it's like, hey, listen to the first 15 minutes. We won't spoil anything yet. And then if you want pause it goes if you we've convinced you to see it because we'll try to be like all right is it worth seeing in theaters should you wait for it to stream etc then pause the pod go check out the movie just make sure you come back that's always what we say <laughs> or you can hang out yeah <laughs> good i like that formula i like the setup there like like now you got me kind of think oh god the last thing i need is another podcast but now it's like oh my god <laughs> like, yeah, do this with music now do this with album releases mm -hmm. um 
So I think that's the only thing I'm missing out as a music podcast, probably. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really know. I'm thinking of like any good music podcast, but I don't really listen to I really listen to like the cinephiles, and that's kind of been like like they're another movie podcast, they're phenomenal. Um, like they're and they also they're guys that were like in the industry, and like one's a director, one's an actor, and like they talk about all kinds of stuff. They have really good episodes too, so I always listen to them. So I like shouting out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like when you say it's like, oh, I know them. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's familiar. Yeah. <laughs> It, the it's with um with our horror podcast initially we started off just kind of let's just talk about scary movies then it started to turn into hey there's a movie coming out let's record yeah let, you know let's see it let's record about it and then i think the first one we probably did that on was halloween kills okay and you know it, it released the peacock because it was still kind of in that COVID window. Mm-hmm. And that podcast started because I, you know, had a friend on in October. Because what I would do in October for Off the Mats is I would do all the episodes for the week or for the month mm-hmm. as a horror movie uh, episode. Yeah. And then after, I think the second year, I go, hey, you know, I messaged my friend. I said, so it was like, you want to do a podcast with me? We can just start a horror podcast. She was like, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I was like, well, my wife and I have seen just as many horror movies as she and I have seen growing up. So it doesn't feel right not including her because she has, you know, a pretty decent knowledge of horror movies. And then my buddy Phil, he's like, I'm not really a horror fan, you know. I was like, yeah, but you're good for conversation. You have lots of questions. So it's always good to have that, that you know, person there and the four of us sat down started recording and it was really what i wanted to do with it was once per month okay sit with one of them mm-hmm. and record an episode and every you know whatever three or four months so quarterly i guess sit down with the group but then it's like almost immediately it turned into like there's too much content i gotta do this every other week yeah and it almost turned to weekly I was like, shit, I got two other podcasts every weekly. <laughs> so I got to chill. But you know, we all sat down in the basement, watched Halloween, immediately got up, turned mm-hmm. on the mics. And, you know, much like you all, you know, we sat there in person. Whenever I record in person, there is no mm-hmm. editing. It, yeah. It's like, this is what you're, I will edit like on the fly. Like if you say something, you're like, oh, I don't want that in there. You can clean <laughs> it up right there on the spot. Yeah, but um, it, I rarely edit. Like I, my friend Teresa, I know I've said some, I've I've said some unkind things to her on air. Where I was like, I can't put that out. That's yeah, that's not good. Make that, yourself. That's, that's some bad luck. Yeah, editing is there to make you look good. That's about what it's yes. for. <laughs> make it seem like you know we all love each other and we are professionals. Whereas, you know, with with and I keep. The original versions of it sometimes, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know what, I might put that unedited version out just to be like, look, this is what happens behind the scenes where you hear me call her an old hag and she's far from old hag. For your show, when you do this weekly, is it only in theater releases or you, you know, take some like, you know, older films or like, you know, new deal releases or something that you may not call it in the theater and like, hey, 
you know, it's out on video or on digital now. Let's go ahead and watch this and review it. Yeah. It's like, it kind of depends. I think we really have turned into like doing new releases and kind of like doing new releases as almost like kind of like to give us our niche of like, hey, brand new releases coming out. The problem is there are months or weeks where it's like, ah, there's nothing really we feel like watching or, you know, if we do need to like stack up a little bit. Um, but for instance, like this October, we did um, for the first week, it was a haunting in Venice, which came out a little bit ago, but it was still like on the scarier end. So we want to do like more kind of scary movies a little bit for October. But then also we did Haunted Mansion, which was our last one, which not scary at all, but still October Halloween related. Um, and then we have Last Voyage of Demeter is dropping on Monday. Then I'm blanking. Yeah, it's dropping on this upcoming Monday. And then we have Talk to Me. Uh, coming up later so we recorded talk to me while it was in theaters or like some of these like last words of demeter etc while they were in theaters but depending on when we release you know it kind of goes from there but yeah but other than that like a lot of times like we did the creator right after it came out we did yeah for the most part it is kind of like once it releases but then like from my birthday episode we did my favorite movie which is fifth element so like you know it changed <laughs> up a little bit was like just because i have a confession uh i am fascinated by horror i've always loved like reading horror but i was a huge scaredy cat growing up i did not watch a lot of horror movies so i didn't really start watching horror movies even until like a couple years ago like i watched like a couple here and there but like i've watched more horror movies in the past year than i have like in my entire life so like what is like from a new release perspective 2022 2023 what's like some of your favorite horrors that have come out so far for me, um, I really love the Black Phone. Okay, um, it's, it's extremely formulaic, mm -hmm. it's basic. It's a simple story. You know, it, it's predictable. Yeah. But what I liked about it was the movie takes place in 1978, I believe, or 79, late mm -hmm. 70s. When you look at the film, it looks like a film from that era. For for me, um, you know, the film has to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then uh, most recently, I know people are giving a lot of shit to the new Exorcist, uh, Exorcist Believer. I don't think it's a perfect film. I'm mm -hmm. not saying it's a great film. But I will say I almost left the film because I felt uncomfortable. Oh, okay. Um, there was an eeriness to it that I just felt like, you know what? I might need to leave. And I was like, you know, just fucking power through it. This, it just could be a moment. And then, um, got yeah. through it. It was, it was okay. It, but that episode actually will be dropping this Friday, but for anyone listening right okay. now, it dropped just this past Friday. Um, <laughs> but those be, uh, Black Phone and Evil Dead Rise for sure. Um, fall in that mm -hmm. pocket. Exorcist Believer is something that I, I just try to say to people give it a chance. Don't listen to the critics because critics traditionally rip horror movies apart. They hate horror movies. Yeah. Don't be fooled because they're like, oh, Get Out was great. We're going to, that's a, nominated for an award. Yeah, cool. You're trying to pretend like you like horror movies, but every other horror movie that comes out after that, you trashed it. So, um, you know, those are some of the bigger releases that, you know, I've kind of adored. Mm -hmm. 
I watch horror movies on Shutter. I like a lot of um, Korean horror. Okay. Um, the train boots on. I know that one for sure. It, it, it's okay. it's. I just feel like they're so good at storytelling. Yeah. Um, and then character development. Um, the Wailing is one. I think that's. I want to say it's 2018, maybe 2016. Train to Busan mm-hmm. is probably my favorite zombie movie of all time now. It's pretty. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an epic zombie movie. Yeah. It, it's it. It just what they did with the the way they st- told that story and. You get this character that you're supposed to hate, which is the dad. He's a he's a mm-hmm. businessman. He's always in a hurry. He doesn't have time for anything. Oh fuck! I got it. Okay, fine. I'll take my daughter out. Great. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. And you know, about three quarters of the way through the movie, you're like, dude, like I want this guy to win. Like, the, yeah. like this guy, he's no longer that asshole. He does love his kid. You had um the other guy. I, I don't remember his name, but he was in uh the Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, played uh, Gildamesh. Um, you know, he's running through, you start falling in love with that character because, like, yo, this guy's the hero, he's trying to make sure everybody gets gets safe. He needs to get back to his pregnant wife. So there's just so much going on with that movie that it felt like it was crammed, it was too much, but it was it was great. Yeah. Um, and there was another one. Oh, then there's a French film called Advent, which was uh okay. really good. I don't I don't know that pe- many people are aware of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've never heard of it. Actually, uh, I think when it came out, it might have already been out for a year, maybe. But okay. It hit Shutter last Christmas. Oh, no, the Christmas before. So Christmas of 2021. And it was it was a good it was a good watch. Subtitles, mm-hmm. I don't mind. Um, yeah. But it, it was a good watch all the same. So uh, those are some of the films that I can think of off top that um, my book is across the room. But those are the films off top of my brain. I could say, you know, I, I really was drawn to. Fair. Wait, so did like because uh, it's funny, like my buddy Mike, even less horror than me, like he can't stand horror. Like he doesn't want to watch them. So like when we do, we've done some of our horror episodes, we've actually brought in another friend of ours, Shay, because she loves horror and she's involved in some stuff. So we're like, cool. Hey, Shay, come on. Let's talk. So like, for instance, we did the talk to me episode coming out. Mike never saw it, but Shay and I watched it and talked about it. But I noticed it wasn't on your list. But what did you think of yes. talk to me? Actually, that that is another one. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. an absolute must watch. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I felt like um, there was a part kind of uh, in the third act where it felt like, okay, it felt like they were rushing along, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, get the because it's, it's a shorter film. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, that, that um, when she goes to the hospital um, to visit uh, um, her friend's brother, I felt like that part felt a little rushed and then the conclusion. Yeah. But the conclusion, you know, the payoff for it was still oh. like, it was like, holy shit. It, 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 it wasn't completely predictable, but I felt like, okay, I think I know what's coming here. Mm-hmm. But let's see, because it doesn't feel like it's coming, but I think this might be it. But that comes from just watching these yeah. films all the time. Absolutely. Well, and like that was, I did, I totally agree with that ending, man. Like, 
just the ending of is just so good because like she's go, like not spoiling anything that people haven't seen it but just like you kind of see what's happening and you're like oh i think i see what's happening and like everything just starts shutting down and all the lights are going off and you see that little light in the distance and i'm like just talking about it gives me chills are you right now i'm just like oh that was so i got the chills right now yeah (laughs) right there also like there was uh why i brought it up this because it was four when mike and i were talking about doing the pod but we had we didn't do this episode but i probably would want to revisit because i liked a lot barbarian in 2022 like i like barbarian a lot i go back and forth with that one okay and so i I think the thing is about barbarian is that i try to go in with films with no expectation i try to go in with no hopes of anything of the film Mm -hmm. but there's so much hype built around the film because of the trailer yeah oh my god this trailer gives you nothing but that trailer so intense Mm -hmm. and i watched the film and it was like okay I've got a lot of questions. Uh, you know, first off, being from Detroit, <laughs> there's some questions that need to be answered, you know, by, by the writers here. So the first time I watched it, I was not crazy about it. I f- it felt flat to me. Okay. Now, the second time I watched it, I adored it. I loved it. I was like, okay. And I think part of it was because going in the second time, I knew the parts to look for mm-hmm. that made it charming. Then the third time I watched it, I was mad again. I was like, well, fuck this movie. <laughs> and then I watched it again. And it was like, oh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I love this movie. So <laughs> that's one that I have a, a hate-love relationship with. I hate okay. loving it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's a movie that I want to say I told people to see it because I think people will enjoy it. But I do say that for me, it's kind of a up. It depends on my mood. You know, if, yeah. If, but the, like I said, that second time watching it because I had an ideal now mm-hmm. of what to look for, versus the first time, you know, you know, you think you get in one movie, and then it's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, what the fuck is this? But where did one the that I, come from? <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what's funny is I I actually love the way they did that transition. Yeah, you go from. Like this grim, horrible, like, oh my God, like, wait a minute. They they just they just snatched up uh Bill Stars Scar. Like, yeah. What the fuck? And then now it's like sunny and you got Justin Long singing Ricky Ticky, which right. I, I went and downloaded that song. So I gotta find that song now. Um and, and it was just like okay, a whole different, a whole different story. Um, I, I think what the third time I watched it and I was frustrated again is like you've established that he is not a good character mm-hmm. he is a bad guy yeah, um, he's just like he, he's a scumbag <laughs> yes and he says things that i'm like oh i don't know if you really needed him to even say these things to establish mm-hmm. he's a scumbag because we already know that he is and i feel like that was just a little a little aggressive there um but i i, I get you know, when it comes to making films, you know, there's a thing, you know, with the art, you know, so mm-hmm. certain characters have to say certain things, but it's just like, eh, I feel like he kind of probably could have left out the slur, you know, when right. he was talking to his buddy. But it, it, I mean, it still kind of doubles down on the fact that this dude is a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, he, he's not shit. a good dude. Like you want then, him to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, and even when he's telling the story to his buddy, 
it's like oh my god like, yeah. you just get worse and worse like <laughs> and then at, at the end it's like okay maybe he's about to redeem himself nope you no 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 you know as we even talk about it now it's like now i'm starting to like it again because of like what they did with justin long it, they, mm -hmm. they take you along this journey with this guy thinking he's gonna get a redemption story no yeah. <laughs> he does not <laughs> He doesn't. He's trash. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I remember uh, with that uh, we with the I've seen it online. I can't remember. But talk about how like Justin Long is technically a scream queen, you know, mm -hmm. because of, like he's in all the horror movies, like Jeepers Creepers, and like you know everything else he's been in. Justin Long is like officially like I think he must love horror movies because he's in them a lot still, and even like he's in Goosebumps too, like the latest yeah. show that popped out there. Yeah. yeah. He. He pops up in like horror movies that you'd think like, oh, this guy's an established star now. Mm -hmm. he, he can go do whatever he wants. And he ends up in a horror movie. He's like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. Fair. That's fine. Yeah. Which I'm here for it. I, yeah. I've always liked him as an actor. I've, I've liked, I mean, anything that I see the dude in, I'm like, you know what? Justin Long was in it. Can't be that bad. Yeah. And I remember, yeah, like even like growing up watching like what Accepted, Waiting, all of those with Justin Long, mm -hmm. and it were great movies. I like I that's what I grew up with. Comedy Central playing those. <laughs> yep, I actually just watched Accepted um, about a month ago. It was just usually before bed. I put on, I put on a scary movie just to kind of go to sleep because you know childhood trauma. That's how we rock. I read scary books. I get it. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, see that that's where i draw the line i can't read a scary book before bed i think that's too intense for me no no because it was funny like literally for me and also why i asked about barbarian barbarian was the first time i'd ever seen a scary movie in a theater by myself because i remember it was like and that, so since that for the pot i've had to do it but then you know like i remember it was like felicia my wife she was uh, out of town or something and i was like it's a saturday you know i'm like i don't feel like hitting up anybody i'm gonna watch a movie and i saw barbarian but so like growing up back in like I couldn't even watch horror trailers. Like I was even in like young middle school, like fifth grade, sixth grade, I'd still cover my eyes if like a horror movie came on the screen. I could not stand it. But what I could do is I could read Stephen King and I don't know what it was. And I could just read Stephen King and just can't keep going, delving deeper into it. So like horror books, I'd always be fine with. But horror movies was just not a fan. Even in like my 20s, I was like, eh. but like I would say like original texas chainsaw massacre original evil dead those were ones i saw in high school college and i was like i like those because like classics of sorts but then like as a whole it was like even new horror movies i'm like nah i don't really know i didn't really don't really go see them as much hell i still probably don't see them as much as like say you <laughs> like i haven't seen the new exorcist movie yet though i think i might but yeah <laughs> it's funny because for me i've always watched horror movies mm -hmm. it's just been my mom would always have horror movies on and even as a little kid yes i knew they were scary i knew they weren't for me um i mean i just told this story on the last so you like horror episode where my grandparents i went down to visit them in delaware mm -hmm. and it's friday we go to the local video store and they let me pick a movie oh my stars let, <laughs> let, let the seven-year-old pick a movie that's fucking great <laughs> awesome because you know i could go with all dogs go to heaven it seems like the right move yeah <laughs> best move i just watched it over the weekend it still holds up 
Um, but instead, I decide now would be a good time for me to introduce my grandparents to Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. Okay. So um, it seemed like a good idea. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by, by the time Jason got to his second kill, my grandfather was like, okay, that's enough. He turns it <laughs> off. And I was like, oh, okay. Wait, wait, what, what's, what's the big fucking deal? But Grandpapa, and, um, you're missing the best part, Grandpapa. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then shortly after that, it was bedtime. <laughs> and I was sleeping in the spare bedroom where there was a tree that scraped against the window. Mm-hmm. So I obviously couldn't sleep. So I cried. Ooh. And my grandma had to come to sleep on the air mattress with me until I went to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but you know, I always clung to horror movies. And mm-hmm. when my wife and I started dating, we'd go every Friday. We see, uh, I think the first movie, well, the first movie we went to see together was Big Mama's House. Okay. Classic. And I think... <laughs> I think I had Final Destination on VHS, or I might have mm-hmm. bought it, and then we went back to the house and watched that the following weekend. But we always watch horror movies. It was just what we did, and it, it it's funny to think that when it comes to podcasting, that wasn't my first go to. <laughs> my go to was like let's do an MMA jujitsu podcast, and then. Let's do a beer review podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, wait a minute. I like scary movies too. We should maybe maybe do that too. Like, really? Like, yeah, because that's all I fucking watch is scary yeah. movies. Right now in the background, I got uh the 2011 Fright Night on. Uh after this, I'm gonna put on hereditary. There so, you go. <laughs> I, I have a uh a quota to meet for the month. So I gotta do my Tony Collette movie tonight uh for the thir- uh uh, 31 movies in 31 days. Got you. Yeah, yeah. October. Yeah, I remember seeing some of that. Yeah, like, no, yeah, like, I enjoy horror movies. I enjoy horror books. But uh, 31 and 31 days, you know, that might be even a little much for uh, my poor delicate heart. <laughs> the, the thing about even doing that, though, too, is like, well, that's like, it, my first thought was like, well, what's the big fucking deal about that? I mean, I do that shit all the time. But I was like, well, wait a minute. There's a criteria. Let's look at this list and let's watch the movies. Well, not even the movies, but kind of like the themes. So they'll yeah. say, you know, obviously Friday the 13th, watch Jason Voorhees movie. Um, you know, tonight, the 18th, 18th. Yeah, today's the 18th. 18th, yeah. Um, Tony Collette. So pick a Tony Collette movie, which could be anything from si- or not signs, but uh the sixth sense. Mm-hmm. Fright Night, Hereditary. Um, there's another another uh, horror one in there that it's kind of older, an older one for. Uh, I think tomorrow is Killer Machine, so I'm going to do Maximum Overdrive. I've been fucking waiting and waiting and waiting to do this one. Mm-hmm. So I started watching it the other day, and I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> <Gotta say. laughs> Not the 19th. <laughs> like, you're like, slow your roll. So... Um, it, it's fun to do it based off of a little schedule, but once November hits, it's just going to be business as usual. Whatever I put on will be what I put on. But I try to watch the Marvel films, like the MCU films in November, just to kind of just change it up. And then December, I'm not really a big Christmas person, but I try to find movies that I could justify as a Christmas movie, like Krampus. That's okay. Christmas, so we're going to watch that. <laughs> we're going to watch all the Christmas horror movies anyway. So. 
watch the Christmas carols. I mean, I'm a, I love Christmas carol for the past couple of years. And it's really not horror, but back in that, it was as scary as it got back then. <laughs> it was, it, well, I mean, technically, it is a horror. Technically, yeah. you get I good content <laughs> by today's standards because we're desensitized, it doesn't feel like it's a horror. Yeah. But like you said, when it originally came out, that was a horror movie. Yeah. And you have, I mean, Muppets Christmas Carol, man. All right. Think of all the crazy stuff going on. <laughs> I, just, I love the Muppets. <laughs> Actually, Trust me. Yeah. My, my daughter will force me to watch it as well. Yeah. Hey, well, you know, they just had, um, uh, I guess not just, I think it came out a couple of years ago, but it's on Disney Plus. But they have a Muppets haunted house, you know, where they have like, yeah. So check it out with your daughter. She might like it as well. But yeah, Muppets haunted house. I watched it. A couple days ago, I I like Muppets. So whenever a Muppet does something silly, I'm like, I usually can giggle at that. So it works. <laughs> we watched uh, Haunted Mansion. Well, mm -hmm. I saw it in theaters for work because the the person that I provide care for, he, he was like, hey, can we go see a movie? And I was like, well, we didn't really have anything else scheduled. So what do you want to see? He was like, can we see Haunted Mansion? So, all right, cool. Let's go check it out. Yeah. Like, I, I need a nap. So <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like we went in i did take a nap because when we rewatched it at home there's a part like holy shit i don't remember this oh that's when i went to sleep <laughs> um now i get it but we watched it there i enjoyed it so okay. i came home and told my wife i was like dude when this hits disney plus we got to sit down as a family and watch this and when it hit disney plus my daughter made us wait until friday she was like we have to wait till friday watch it as a family was like well i record on friday baby so it's like right. well we gotta watch it on saturday okay so saturday night all the lights are off we're mm -hmm. watching it and she got freaked out was it the uh the, the hatchet ghost or it was it, it was all of it ah, it's like okay i think i think the scene everything just that that eerie scene and normally she doesn't get bothered by that stuff but she was like i don't know you could see her kind of like like kind of like i don't know and we're like you want us to turn the lights on she's like no 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 keep the lights off i'm gonna yeah. keep watching it but um she still enjoyed it i enjoyed it again my wife enjoyed it um i know people give disney a lot of shit for like doing remakes a lot of the time but it's like this one i feel like you know worked out yeah I thought it was all right. It was like I gave it for the pod because that was this last week's episode. I gave it a two out of five, though. I have like we kind of have weird rankings because, for for example, I'm never going to give anything a five because a five out of five is like it's biased. So like what the movies I give fives to are like a fifth element, the mummy, a knight's tale, the stuff I grew up with as a kid that I've watched like literally hundreds of times. And I just love those movies. So it's hard to compare. Four and a half is like my really good movie of like this is an amazing movie. So that's like the prestige which honestly might almost be a five but like you know phenomenal movies godfather etc fours really good movies still like so even though like that's why i worry sometimes with our rankings because i'll give something a two and like our two and a half i think is even a better example of a two and a half is like it's a movie it's you know it's not a bad it's not a yeah. terrible movie it's a movie there's you know it's not a good movie because three three and a half four that's when you get to like better movies but like a two and a half two is like oh, okay it's a movie it's not awful like I don't regret watching it. Those are like my ones. My ones and zeros is like, this was a waste of my time. Unless it's like a good zero. Because then there's like Thanksgiving, which that's what you should watch. Have you ever seen Thanksgiving? Yes, I have. <laughs> good. That is an amazing bad movie. <laughs> nice tits. Yes. <laughs> there, there are movies where it's like, it is like they're bad, 
but they're mm-hmm. bad fun. And it's like, yeah. you know what? This isn't a movie that I would say, you know, there are certain movies I just don't recommend to people, but I let mm-hmm. them know how much I enjoyed it because, yeah. you know, it, it's just trash. Yes. But it's a fun romp. Yes, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. That was our Thanksgiving special episode because yeah, we was like growing up, me and some friends, we'd get together and yeah, like every Thanksgiving break from college, we'd get together and we'd watch Thanksgiving, and that was for a few years running. And yeah, man, it's such a trashy but like funny, stupid movie. <laughs> it is, you know, you need those though. You know, yeah. you need to have those movies where, and sometimes I feel like. I and I need to dial myself back a little bit. I feel like I'm getting to that pretentious mode where it's like I only watch A24 films now. Mm. Like I only watch the, the art house films. It's like no, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> far from it. It's like because you know you'll catch me in the mode where it's like someone will say, um, "Hey, have you seen Terrifier?" Mm-hmm. And it's like it, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't have interest in Terrifier, but someone wants to do an episode on it. And I'm not looking forward to it, but I don't even know what Terrifier it, is. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. It, it, it is. Mm, <clears throat> I don't even know how to describe it, but oh, Art the Clown, looking dude. Okay, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Art the Clown, and it's just gore for the sake of gore. Gotcha. It is. It is like I don't find enjoyment in that kind of stuff. It's like to say, like, hey, I enjoy Friday the Thirteenth, but. And even though the story again is very simplistic, it's stupid. Oh, a killer chasing campers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I get it, but it's not like over the top, exploding heads like gore. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, there's not that much blood in the human body. Like, how is that even possible? <laughs> type, you know, gore. Yeah. Um, but you know, people will say to me like, oh, you know. Have you seen that? And I haven't seen. I've seen All Hallows Eve, which is where he debuted. Okay. And I wasn't crazy about that in itself. It, it wasn't bad. It just mm-hmm. wasn't. Um, it's not something I feel like is a is a annual watch for me in, in October. Like I watch Trick or Treat every October. It's Trick or Treat. I, will, Trick, I was literally I, about to ask that Trick or Treat because that is just they do it so well of like everything coming mm-hmm. together. Yeah, Trick or Treat is really good. Sometimes yeah. I watch it like in in like April, just okay. because it's like yeah. I, I think I want to watch it. Yeah. But um, you know, there, there's you know kind of the slippery slope of you know raiding stuff that I, mm-hmm. I, I try to stay away from myself, like um. When we rate beers, mm-hmm. um, you know, we don't rate beers because like like professionals, like there are people that, you know, they genuinely drink beer, you know, mm, I can taste the hops here and I can taste barley there and da-da-da. I was like, look, man, I'm going to let you know right now. What's the percentage? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a 9% percent word. That's, right. that's bonus points right there. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, this, like, the way I look at things is like, Anything in the sixes, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. A six is yeah. like it gets the job done. If it's a seven, <laughs> I will buy it myself personally. Um, if it's under six, I, I you know, I'm angry that I drank it. Like, <laughs> like I'm angry at my co-host. Why did you bring this here? Yeah, it's like if he brings a stout, 
he already knows. I'm, I look at it. I'm like, no. Well, sir, sir, stouts are delicious. I love stouts. Stouts are great. <laughs> I'm sure they are delicious for all of you. Not for me. Uh, bring me a sour, though. I love me a sour. They, they, those, I love some sours. They, and I didn't like sours in the beginning. I was like, oh, gross. Yeah. I don't know. Dude, well, so that actually, um, I went, I don't know if they had it last year. I think they might have, or maybe they canceled or something. Savor uh, is a really cool uh, festival of beer in D.C. Um, Felicia and I went like two years, like in like earlier on, because I think you know, we went to, because yeah, 2018, 2019, we went and then COVID happened. And then I think they tried to bring it back once, but they didn't necessarily have it. But really cool event called Savor where like all kinds of breweries come from all over the place and you can try everything and you'll get like your little glass and you can just go and sample literally every single beer I can't remember how much a ticket costs, but you just like it's in DC. Go for it. It's a good way to try a bunch. But they did have one year where everyone and their mother made sours, and that's literally my least favorite beer. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is about sour. It's just like ah, I don't know, man. It's just yeah, I can maybe oh. drink like one, and then I'm like I'm done. I can't really drink. And even then, I'm like I'd rather just almost anything besides a sour. <laughs> I, I guess I'm in that that weird pocket. Well, my friend Winter and I we went to brunch this weekend, mm -hmm. and like we both love sours. And, and again, it became something that grew on me. I the first time I had a sour, I was like, "Get this piss out of here!" Kind of like the, yeah. the bile and stomach acid when you puke. That's literally what it makes me think of sometimes. <laughs> yeah. That, that was the first thought. And I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Then mm -hmm. after Steve kept bringing them, I was like, okay. Then then I grew a fondness towards them. Okay. Um, so now it's not necessarily my go-to, um, you know, but, you know, if, if he shows up with a sour, I already feel like, all right, we're in a good place. Um, I When we went to um, our friend's party last year, I try to remember to grab beers that we've reviewed on the show because I'm already familiar with it. So mm -hmm. I run to the liquor store and I see victory. I see victory. Okay. They got the variety pack. Mm -hmm. uh, um, Berry monkey, sour monkey, golden monkey. It's like perfect. And all of them were 9.5%. So I knew it was about <laughs> to be a good time. Yep. Yep. So showed up to the party, drank two, and I was where I needed to be the rest of the day. I didn't need any more. And I think it was kind of like what I do is like I'll have like two two of those high percentage beers mm -hmm. and maintenance beers the rest of the way, like Miller Lite or Coors Light or something, just to kind of, you know, I don't want to get drunk, but I mm -hmm. want to get through the anxiety of being at a party. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, get loose. But um, yeah. I just pulled up Saver and it looks like it's it's uh done. They say Saver calls it quits. Oh, shit. 14 delicious uh, years. Mm -hmm. So that's unfortunate because I, I would really love to have gone to that. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, I hope something kind of replaces it. Yeah. No, I just like looked up that. Huh. Okay. So last year, I guess they called it quits. Damn. Yeah. Cause it was a lot of fun. It was, and like they had this other place, you know, sometimes they'd have like oysters and stuff too, where they'd like shuck oysters and like you'd have to wait in line. And they would do it like at the building museum or like random museums and buildings in DC. So it was like, hey, you can like drink a little bit and still kind of like, you know, wobble around the place. Cause 
uh, I'm learning to have the two beers and then coast. But uh, you know, back when I was like 25, that wasn't really my style. <laughs> Trust me, it it just became my style. I want to say the last two years, yeah. because <laughs> you know, you get me out anywhere. It's like, oh, booze. All right, mm-hmm. like if I show up to if I show up any place, my first drink is a Jack and Coke. It's yeah, just Buckle take up. take. Like take my keys, uh, take my phone. Actually, <laughs> probably yeah. Just but as a matter of fact, put me in a corner. If I start with a Jack and Coke, it, it's there's a good chance I, I don't fight anymore. So that's a good thing. Um, nice. So you know there's growth, but now it's like I get to a party, and I I do credit a lot of that with the Nerd Rage Radio Crew because okay. they have have an annual party called uh skull fest or skullstice uh because bobby uh his his, uh is kind of named after himself bobby Skullface. so we do skull fest or Mm -hmm. skullstice as his daughter named it and uh you know we get together at his house and it's just people from all over we had uh two people from ireland show up last year uh two people from england show up you know several people from texas and california all hunker down here in Maryland. And the, the thing about it is the vibe is just so chill. It's just a yeah. bunch of grown ass men who collect action figures. So Hell yeah. It, it's unlikely there's going to be any static. You know, we drink, we drink a little bit. We sit mm-hmm. in the uh, podcast booth, you know, we, we get our rotations in on there and everybody has a good time. And I think since he started doing that, I want to say about five years ago, that's really kind of dialed me back and made me understand Oh, you can't have a good time without drinking all the alcohol. Like the first yeah. year you were there where you drank everything and then they had to hide your keys from you. And then <laughs> I, I laid on the beanbag and this wonderful couple, like either they showed up late or they left and came back, but they fed me like literally hand fed me <laughs> uh, chips there you go. while I was on the beanbag and they became very, very good friends of mine. So yeah. I, I, I love them dearly. <laughs> see that's how you know like this this, this is good people oh, that's what good people will do all right and you're just like all right no no come in all right come in. no all right <laughs> yeah and like i'm laying on the beanbag and they come in you know and everybody's kind of hunkering down it's about maybe 1 30 a.m at this point everybody's kind of hunkering down and they come in and i'm laying on the beanbag not in bad shape just kind of like laying there watching the room spin yeah and they <laughs> like oh hey you dante because that's the weird thing about Nerd Rage Radio is like when you do the podcast and everybody hears your voice, mm-hmm. but nobody knows what you look like. And especially me, I don't do a lot. I, I very rarely put images of myself out there. I, I'm just right. not that guy. Yeah. Um, I, I don't feel comfortable. Um, so, you know, they show up like Dante. He's like, uh-huh. It's like, oh, my God. And they introduce themselves. They come sit down and. It was like, you know, like, oh, would you like some chips? I was like, yeah, sure. And then they started feeding me chips. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is weird, but cool. And then from that point, I understood, like, hey, stop being an asshole and drinking up all the alcohol. Drink a little bit of alcohol and, you know, be the fun guy. And mm-hmm. that's where, where I am now. I drink two, two heavy percentage beers and then drink maybe three other low percent beers and then i finish off with some water and then i'm like okay i think we're all in a good spot 
we're yeah, all here for fun. There you go. And I was like, for the most part, like it's kind of, it had I was straight up. It's been like, depending, like there's been plenty of times where I'm like, Oh, I'm great. But then like not fully realizing like, Oh shit, my tolerance has gone down. Oh, that's right. I can't drink like that anymore. So like there's been a few hiccups along the way, but I think, yeah, I am much more, much more in that direction. So I just turned 30. So I'm like, hey, it's time, sir. All right. Like look at myself in the mirror. Like you're 30 now. All right. Like enjoy, get a nice buzz. You can even be a little bit, but then just really the key is, shots all right let's just cut out the shots that's just mm -hmm. number one just cut those out and i think for the most part it'll be pretty good <laughs> if, if i hear anybody says we're doing shots i'm like resist resist <laughs> you don't need this <laughs> at the last skull sis i did not resist but i was still in control yeah was from ireland he brought a bottle um and he put because the dude from ireland actually he's a purple belt um, oh, in jiu-jitsu cool. So I got a text mm -hmm. um, like four days or three or four days prior to, to the event. Like, hey, Dante, Bobby wanted me to tell you, it was Bobby's wife. <laughs> Bobby wanted me to tell you that there's a guy from Ireland here who, tra who trains BJJ and he's excited to meet you. So I reply back, word, I will yeah. bring my gear. I get a text <laughs> 10 minutes later. Bobby says, do not bring your gear. <laughs> do not do this. <laughs> And then um, I get there, and there's this this bald headed Irish dude wearing a kilt, mm -hmm. um, and you know he comes over like, and you know me, I, I went in just kind of assuming I, I didn't yeah. know what this guy looked like, so I'm just looking like, okay, who might be Irish in here? <laughs> like, who do I not know? Okay, yeah. and I walk up to one guy, Alan. He's like, no, I'm not Alan. I was like. Fuck, okay. All right. and finally, I just gave up and I walk out with my my uh, berry monkey in my hand, taking a sip. Mm. And I hit Dante. Mm. I was like, that guy has an accent. That must like, be oh, That could be it. And, <laughs> and, you know, he, you know, he and I shared a couple shots later on. Um, And, you know, it like still in control, though. It was like, okay. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So I'll be at their home this weekend. So nice. For the Halloween party, we'll, we'll see. Actually, this comes out after Halloween party, so I can say what I'm going to be. Versus all the other shows I've done comes out the day before, so okay. I'm going to be yeah. doing Teen Wolf. I'm going to be Scott Howard. Uh, so I got the full get up, and I'm going to get Teen Wolf drunk, and my family's <laughs> staying home, so I'm probably just going to sleep there anyway. There you go, easy peasy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Felicia and I were doing a uh, Geralt and Yen this year. So like I, I even have like a wig coming in. I have the medallion. So I'm like that's and so that'll be a blast. And yeah, we just got our uh, another place here in DC. So like a row home. So a little bit bigger. So I think we're trying to have a Halloween party there. Just like, but literally, <laughs> with the Halloween party is the 28th. We haven't moved there yet. So the plan is we have some people painting and doing stuff now. We're moving on Monday, and then we're gonna need to unpack and decorate for a Saturday party from a Monday. So clock clock is ticking but we can do it <laughs> i believe in you we like to literally like with what you're talking about like that's just kind of how we go like and well with, uh, we're talking drinking too because i was just at oktoberfest uh like literally for my 30th like me and like 16 friends and felicia uh, and felicia and i had 16 friends went to oktoberfest for opening weekend in munich which was a blast and like oh, nice yeah, it was a really good time and like for, you know, for the most part especially day one especially day one it was great because <laughs> like, like you have these giant steins and like 
I mean, each is like a leader and like you just kind of go. And fun fact, uh, sorry for any of your German listeners. Some Germans aren't the nicest at Oktoberfest <laughs> because you're like, um, you can only get a beer if you're sitting down at a table. And there are plenty of times where it's like, yo, sir, like there's like three spots available at your table. Hey, can we just sit down for a quick second to order a round of beers? And they were like, nine, like nine. No, you cannot sit here. And I was like, all right, man, that's not friendly. But luckily we have, um, you know, I'd like to say beautiful because, you know, my wife we had beautiful women with us so they can sit down at the tables and order drinks. So I was like, oh, that's right. That's how this works. Of course. Yeah. And all those fellas and in the women. Exactly. No, hundred percent. Like I'm useless. I have this German guy, like giving me the death eye right here. And like, I'm just like, eh, Felicia can just go and like sit at another table, get a round of drinks. But it was like water, water everywhere. Not a drop to drink because <laughs> we were just surrounded by all these people drinking while we were looking around and we're like, I just want a beer. And for like 30, 45 minutes could not get one. And then we're good. So if you're going to Oktoberfest, you need a table, get there early to sit at a table. Cause then you can get beer. <laughs> I will keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, are you American? No, try inside. And I was like, all right, man, come on. Like literally sounded just like that. And I'm like, dude, like, don't be a dick. Come on. <laughs> I, I wonder if he looked at you and was like, oh, that's a big dude. Let me, right. Let me test him out. Like, <laughs> I'm going to say something dickish and see if he wants to fight. I was like, no, I just want a beer. I would just like a beer, sir. That would be preferred. Yeah. <laughs> why, why bring violence to this? Like, I just want a beer. We're in a happy place. Everyone, there's like German songs and dancing. There's chicken legs and turkey legs going on the giant platters. You have the women with like carrying 20 beers somehow. Like I can't carry that many beers and yet they're doing it. And I'm like, that's just impressive as shit. So hey. <laughs> I tried to carry our Kalompton mugs down to the basement the other day with uh two so like these big fucking uh steins. I'm like, okay, I got these. And then I tried to carry two coffee, mm -hmm. you know, mugs as well. Cause I drink my wine out of coffee mugs and I was like, how, that's what I was, I was like, how do those ladies do this? Like, fuck this. I'm two hands. I got two hands. Use both of them. Go. <laughs> Just got to believe in yourself. That's what matters. And then you know, as long as in here, you know, <laughs> I, I believed myself when, when I was getting choked once and it was like, it didn't work. <laughs> and then I woke up and I was like, Oh, that was, what a nice nap. <laughs> the room started getting darker. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> I should probably tap now. Yeah. <laughs> I pee myself. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> so uh, that's another uh, thing I wanted to actually ask about, too, is, you know, with, with your many endeavors, mm -hmm. uh, being an educator and then going into real estate, what's what led you into that direction? For sure. Um, I mean, really, it was when uh, Felicia and I bought our condo. So it's as you can see behind us, this very lovely condo, you know, complete with grand piano. <laughs> Um, we were in the process of moving, so I started the green screen. But, um, you know, so we got our condo 2019 and just kind of like in the process since I was teaching, like, um, uh, what was it? I had my front loaded schedule. So I would teach from like 830 to one o'clock and then I'd be done for the rest of the day. So, you know, like that was my planning. So as long as I didn't have meetings and, what, and whatnot, and we where was the second half of the year. So I literally already had all my lessons planned out. So I took points on the real estate stuff. So I, I looked at more places online. I talked to the lenders more, talked to the agent and just kind of like saw that. And I was like, oh, cool. OK, I like this because it, it's still very much like a, 
you're there for people, you're supporting people and like you're guiding people through potentially like, especially for first time home buyers, the largest purchase of their lives at that point, no matter where you're at, like it's, it doesn't get bigger than purchasing a home. So you really are like a great resource for people. Um, so I was really attracted to that because like teaching, I taught in DC for seven years and there were ups and downs with it. I enjoyed it. I, and I taught everything from i taught every math and science from seventh grade up basically like my first year and this is probably why i burnt out my first year they had me teaching seventh grade life eighth grade physical environmental science and a remedial biology class so i had four preps in my first year ridiculous yeah second year more of the same but then i was ap bio anatomy physiology remedial bio i don't think i taught environmental that year and then went then i was ninth grade uh special education algebra one and then they moved me to the behavior support room so i didn't work with students with id um but i was more like ieps and like more behavioral issues and then my co-teacher he had a much uh, bigger id background he's teaching in arlington uh, public schools now id which is great and he's loving it but yeah so like taught seven years but when felicia and i we got our place it was 2019 i got my real estate license Literally March 2020 is when I joined Compass. I was still teaching. I was still like, still was teaching, but yeah, got my real estate license and everything shut down. And I was like, okay, I'm glad I'm still teaching. Cause for a second, I was like, maybe I'll stop teaching. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> glad I did not. Then don't do that. If you're getting your real estate license, get your teeth wet, you know, cut your teeth a little bit <laughs> before, cause first year real estate can be a little rough. But yeah, then I just kind of kept doing real estate. So this is my third year. Yeah, this is a. Oh, I'm finishing up year three technically, but really my first year full time because last year I was going to be a special education statistics teacher, and at first I was going to be algebra two, and then they moved me to statistics. And I did tell them I said, "Hey, you can move me to statistics because the other teacher didn't want to teach it." I said, "Sure, I'll do it." But the school's plan, my co-teacher who was about she was pregnant, so she was going to leave on maternity, and she told me confidentially, and she's not that she wasn't coming back. Uh, so the school's plan was for me to then teach AP stat, gen ed stat, and special education stat. And I was like, oh, okay. But, okay, and similar though, I was like, hey, all my classes are in the morning. Hey, uh, school that I'm teaching for, um, is it okay in the afternoons if I step out for a second for like a real estate meeting or to meet a client or anything like that? And they're like, no, you can't do that. And I was like, I think it might be time for me to stop teaching. I've had my seven years, had my master's in it. I can always go back. Let's take real estate full time and then also do all the other projects I'm working on now too. So been, and obviously, you know, real estate has been real estate. So like interest rates are super high right now, but I've had some phenomenal buyers and sellers this past year. I've really enjoyed it. And like being able to do that and then also have the flexibility to do things like this has also been very very nice compared with the, the teaching schedule so yeah, i've loved it yeah good, good. thank you yeah i remember when i saw mm -hmm. on instagram you had posted something and again i'm i'm, I'm pretty slow so yeah, right. i'll see things and i'm like is he buying a house or selling a house yeah. i don't you know because i don't read captions i just look at pictures because that's why i read comic books because that's like <laughs> my story that's and then like <laughs> Like, like that's coming up next i guess yeah, right there. <laughs> um, and i was like okay cool but then i remember you, you uh were a teacher so i was like i guess he's not teaching anymore okay well you know cool good good for him and then you know started to see more and more posts i was like okay 
this is really rolling for him so good. I'm, I'm, you know, happy that, you know, you found this and, and you're really enjoying it because, you know, the, the woman who sold us our house mm-hmm. did not seem like she enjoyed this. Yeah. Um, she was pleasant. She mm-hmm. was pleasant. Um, but she didn't seem like she really liked it. And our, we had just had Sophie. And I remember um, she, like, came over and she tried to, like, oh, hey, you know, baby, you know, try to talk to the baby. And Sophie gave this look at her. I was like, <laughs> okay. you know what? In my mind, I was just thinking, like, just just get through this process. Get the fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say anything shitty to this lady because your kid is mean mugging her right now. And the kid is barely five months old right now. No, she may. What, what comes up to me? May, June, July. So, yeah, this was July. So three months old. She's like mean mugging the realtor. I was like, oh, shit. But Which, I'm glad I'm glad you're, you're, you know, taken to it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's like, I mean, it really is for me, at least, that's like kind of one of the best parts of like being a real estate agent is like, it's kind of like you make friends and support them through the whole process. And like, obviously, you know, you might not stay in as much touch with everybody, but you try. And like, I do try to like, you know, reconnect with all my past clients. I've had like clients invite me to their wedding. I've had like, you know, other parties and Halloween parties. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to come to that. Like, try to be there. And like the same of like, people I've helped buy and sell as well. I'm like, hey, like, for the Halloween party coming on. I'm like, yes, please come. Like my uh, birthday two years ago. So when I turned 29, I think I had like, you know, 50, 60 people come through. And then like, I think 15 of them were past clients. You know, I was just like, yes, come through. would love to have you. And then they're just like support. And like, that is one of like the best for me. Like I have like another uh, clients who are moving from uh, out of state, but then when, uh, and they're older, which is, you know, totally fine. Um, but then when the gentleman, he was like, Hey, you seem like someone I can really trust with this. I was like, that's like one of the best things someone could tell you is like, you have, I've only met you a couple times in person because they're out of state, but I've talked with them on the phone. I've met with them in person when they've been up here. And I've always been very much honest, like, here's what I think. Here's the data to back it up. Here's what's going on. So for them to like say, Hey, you're someone we can trust with this is phenomenal. And so that's like, you get those and you're like, oh man, this feels so good versus like, unfortunately with teaching sometimes, like you could have the best lesson prepped. You could have everything ready to go. And I was, I was never not prepared for class, but like, and you just doesn't matter because someone could be having an off day or something had happened and you could be trying your hundred percent in teaching and you could get like a 60% return on your effort versus I think real estate, like if you're giving a hundred percent, you can get like 120% almost, you know, from it. I'm just like, because you're really putting yourself out there and trying. So that's since something I've been really attracted with it and liked it a lot. But yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, and, like, just based off what I know of you, just like your personality, it like, it, it fits. <laughs> like you said, when people say like, you know, hey, you know, I, I, I feel like I could trust with this. You do have kind of that, that about yourself where it's like it's like like i said when i first saw you at the gym it's like holy shit look at this big fucking guy like yeah. oh, i gotta fight him <laughs> like oh well like versus like you you know you know i, I you know approached you kind of like you know okay cool like mm-hmm. guys approachable versus there there have been other big guys at the gym who come who's like Mm-mm. yeah <laughs> Fuck that guy like <laughs> judge, definitely judging the book by the covers yeah well i mean like that's life man like there's so much like you can it's so much better 
in my mind. Just be like chill and super reasonable. Don't get me wrong. Like obviously there's times and places for everything. Like when it's time to compete, you need to flip that switch a little bit. Hell, that's why uh, coach, if you're listening, I'm sorry I couldn't flip that switch in college because I played college ball. I, I played, I didn't play a lot. <laughs> I rode bench pretty hard because I couldn't really flip that switch as much because it was like, I'm out there. I'm friendly, especially in practice. It was like, these are guys I know. Why, why do I need to hit guys? I know as hard as I can. If it's in a game, Cool. I don't know you. Yes, I can do this much better, but eh. <laughs> I I definitely get that. That I'm the same way. Yeah. It's like, you know, we're like, hey, we're teammates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's with the aggression? But yeah. when it's go time, like, okay, I'm you know, I see that guy get that guy with the ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, say less. Yeah. Like throw a block on that guy, you know, knock him one direction, his helmet the other got you i can do this that's that's what i'm here for but in practice it's like i don't want to do that like you know if i break my toys we can't play with the toys anymore (laughs) exactly so now to the comic book that's (laughs) because i I did read uh issue one what'd you Um, think so i enjoyed it um it it kept me um engaged though it wasn't you know like a very long story you know it wasn't long Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things where it's like it still had me like kind of okay, I gotta get to the next spot, next spot, next spot. And then once it ended, I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like, is there more to this? Or like like okay. And then, and then you know, I you know, that's when um I think I saw a post or you might have said something in the comments um about issue two is being worked on. Mm-hmm. So um but yeah, uh the writing is as far as like the storytelling smooth you know it was very it, it wasn't overcomplicated. Mm-hmm. you know it wasn't one of those things where it was like you know you're trying to build something that has like like eight different mysteries you know right out the gate you know you're just yeah. kind of getting us to know who the characters are these are the players mm-hmm. and then you know i don't want to spoil anything but <laughs> these are the players here um and and, and this is the setting like yeah. hey, everything's good. I, I like this so far. The only one thing I will say that, that sure um that threw me off was like um one of the female characters. Mm-hmm. I think it was the face uh it was always like a smile. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be a distressed look on her face because this like yeah. reading you know the word and it was like, but it looks like she's smiling. So <laughs> this could be taken many ways. Either she's a psychopath yeah. or <laughs> Um, you know, maybe she's just into this, but that, that was the only thing if I had to nitpick anything. I was like, okay, that you know, I think it was like maybe it's the same character, I believe, but it was like two or three different uh uh mm-hmm. panels where she had kind of a like her face that looked like she should have probably been in distress. Yeah, it was like a smile, but otherwise everything was like good. I, I enjoyed it. It it almost took me back to reading hack and slash. You know, Ooh, okay. like, yeah, yeah. Going back to those days and, and nail biter and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, because definitely, like, because what I mean with thank you, I mean, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, we, issue two, we're working on it right now. Um, like, I have, it'll be like a ten issue run is what I'm foreseeing with it. I've written, okay. um, what have I written? Uh, seven of the issues, and I'm like, I'm about halfway through issue eight. So I'm, I'm like. Before the end of this year, I want to finish this series and then I want to get started on other series that I want to write too. Um, but yeah, like really what I'm kind of trying to do, 
And what like is like, here are the players. I want you to have some kind of like emotional investment in them. I want you to kind of like see that they're like real-ish people. You know, obviously it's hard because you know comics, but like they're real-ish people. And then this is the situation that happened. And then, but yeah, to literally, I wanted everyone like the last six pages. I wanted to be like a fever dream and people to be like, "What the fuck just happened?" You know, just like that came out of nowhere almost like you kind of know it's coming but like you don't know it's coming <laughs> i i honestly did not sense it coming i thought it was going to be like maybe maybe a specific mm-hmm. character but when i saw it, i was like oh wow yeah okay. <laughs> all right guess this yeah. is what we're doing today yeah because i will say like the premise of the story as a whole is evil is a very real entity like it's like it's this being and every 100 years it splits itself into 10 weapons and like they're in front of all these people and then those weapons then draw everyone into like the weapons a need to be fed and they get fed blood and death and if you're not killing other people then the weapon will kill you and then it draws everyone into like this conflict at least battle royale style so it's kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I say Evil Dead a little bit because like evil is like a real entity and like I just like Evil Dead. Um, but it meets Highlander, you know, like that's kind of like how it came. I don't really remember what gave me the idea in the first place, besides maybe something like Highlander-esque. Um, but yeah, because it was like just like that battle royale style of like everyone's drawn into this, this is what's happening. But the fun part is every 100 years, the weapon shares the same base but there's different forms of it. So you haven't seen any of that yet um, of like, I'm talking, there's going to be like a guy with like a chainsaw, like, you know, like a staff with a chainsaw on either end. There's going to be a guy with like, that can shoot literally like a chainsaw from a bow. There's like a chain that has like a chain to like yank people back. There's going to have one dude who has like a giant chainsaw sword. But like the premise is, this is what's happened. And every hundred years, there's an alpha. And what that alpha does is it starts the cycle anew by spilling innocent blood and then that person is now drawn into the conflict as well and so how i kind of set this up was like here's a like very slasher-esque you know cabin wood style very slasher-esque and then now we start kind of diverting an issue two three beyond to ten of like what's going on but my with all of that is like i want to build characters and i want this to be like a semi-realistic world because a lot i take from like stephen king uh, has a phenomenal book called On Writing, uh, and it's a great book. It's so awesome. And really what he does, at least what he says he does in that, is like you take a person, you take a real person, and you drop them in like a crazy situation, like a crazy scenario, and then you just see how it plays out. And that's kind of what I'm having. My main character name is Jax. Jax was now dropped in the scenario. Excuse me. And now he needs to figure out what the hell he's going to do uh, going forward. And like as he's kind of drawn in there. And also there's a little bit of revenge uh, desire in that too, because uh, not spoiling anything, but he has a reason to want revenge. <laughs> Go from there. Yeah. But no, super. And like, I definitely hear that. I think even um, my artist, uh, phenomenal um, guy, he did a lot of inking and lettering. Actually, I met him on Reddit. Uh, through this subreddit called comic book collabs and i just put a post i was like hey here's like a couple pages of my comic script i need artists and a bunch of people reached out he was i think a combination of the best the most responsive and the most excited about the project of like cool i like your story his art's solid 
and like he was super responsive. So I'm like, yeah, man, let's do it. But even seeing his art for issue two, I think his art's even better. And I mean, and you know, like he's older, I think, because he had a career in comics, I think, back like he was an ink. I can't remember some of the series he did, but I think even like the 80s and 90s, he was drawing comics for like actually as a career. So like he's older than me um, and like has some great experience, which has also been phenomenal for me because this is my first time, my first comic I've ever written, like to be published like this. So th there's been times where he's pushed back and be like, hey, little too wordy here or hey based on these panels i think we should try this instead and every suggestion he's made i've been like yes <laughs> like it's been great and i think like another i'm a quote i think this might have been from robert kirkman um but it was just like the artist just makes the writer look better and that's really what it is like i write it and this is like i'd be like cool panel one this is happening this is what's going on and then my artist dave he just takes it and he's like okay cool but then he's like instead of this camera angle i think we want this camera angle instead to kind of like you know have it from different ways to like that'll look better and i'm like yep that makes sense good call dave <laughs> yeah yeah like the the ideal of you know working on a comic it, it's always fascinating to me bobby from nerd rage I, mm -hmm. I think i've probably mentioned nerd rage more on this episode than any episode ever before i just want to um, meet bobby and nerd rage now that's what i've gotten from this is i'm like dude they sound awesome <laughs> yeah like they it, it's yeah it, it it's a wild ride the whole crew um everyone there and and you know the podcast itself is is an adventure so cool. yeah. anyone listening go check out nerd rage radio not that they need my help they've, they've got plenty of listeners actually when i need more listeners i go to nerd rage and plug my show <laughs> hey go listen to my podcast please please <laughs> no i lost three listeners because I, I said some bad words but um <laughs> growing up bobby um and i worked on a comic book very briefly uh mm -hmm. I, I, he he drew i would write his friend adam uh, would also write and draw as well and i was called firestorm mm -hmm. which um you know, it was just kind of like the idea of like just kind of getting getting things together, like building the world, building the characters. Um, we didn't obviously didn't go very far with it, but it was still the ideal of trying to do it. So, you know, hearing, you know, not just hearing, but actually seeing your work and, you know, getting involved and just like reading. It's like, oh, my God, like, like I wanted more. I was like, <laughs> I was like, once I got to the end, I was like, oh, OK looks like there's not a second issue yet that's no big deal yeah. um i'll go ahead and uh you know let them know what i thought and you know i i enjoyed it and yeah like i don't want people to think like oh you're, you're just saying that like no what like i like congos i read congos i just went to a fucking antique depot today like rifle through their old back issues it was like oh shit <laughs> he got some old issues of what if in here like what if uh the x-men lost inferno was the big one i was like oh shit let me grab mm -hmm. this you know come back and read it so i read comic books that's what i do for funsies yeah. and if i you know you know if, if i didn't like it i wouldn't be like dude ed this fucking sucks but i like <laughs> i didn't understand this can you explain this better because i always feel like you know constructive criticism versus just saying like outright i don't like something and there's nothing about your story that i didn't understand you know, it it all hit just way. I, I imagine you want to hit where it's like it's it's got my attention. I'm invested in these characters right here that's in front of me, 
And now after what you just explained to me, it's like, now I'm invested even further. Cause like, well, I need no fucking more. Like yeah. <laughs> they, you just told me that like, I'm only getting to issue two next. Like, dude, I, I need all, I need the next nine. Give me now, please. We got him. I think the plan is with all of it is, um, yeah, he's, he's drawn the first six pages of issue two already. And then he's working on that. So what I did for this one was we had most of it done. And then I did a Kickstarter campaign and on the, and I have, um, my, unfortunately, uh, there's just been a delay with shipping cause it's coming from China. So it just needs to go through Chinese customs. So I'm hoping to get, I ordered like 500 physical copies. I'm hoping to get them in the next like three weeks, you know, give or take, I was really hoping I could get them before the end of October. Cause but that would have been awesome. But yeah, but, um, but you know, so those are coming in 500 physical copies. I'm going to like everyone on my Kickstarter that supported that backed it. They are, I'm going to get them to them. And then, yeah, my plan is to even go to some comic book stores, go to some like smaller level cons, have it all while issue two is getting worked on right now. I'm going to wait until issue two is complete this time. Cause like, I think issue one, we were a little over halfway done the art when I did the Kickstarter campaign and then we finish it. But this time I'm like, nope, I want issue two complete. So that way, as soon as the campaign is done, I can immediately order physical copies and I can immediately put it online for my backers and then just start going. And like the plan is like one, two, three to kind of do almost every issue like that. I think it's like here, issue one, issue two, issue three, issue four, and then keep going. But also what I want to do is I want to get like this series done because I have like other ones that aren't necessarily as horror-esque, but still like I think will be fun comics. Cause then I can even start just alternating of like, I have a different artist working on this one. So every month is like a new, it'll give like, you know, it'll give one artist time to make the comic while the other artist is already done. So it's cool. Issue one of evil is a weapon issue. One of undeath issue one of assassin tales of this. So those are my titles. I but <laughs> just kind of like coming through. There's a lot of, a lot of stories I want to write. I just need, I need to sit down and write more, but eh, it happens. <laughs> I, I get it. Um, obviously you know you're, you're a big reader mm -hmm. um so you know just kind of hearing you explain you know the details uh just moving forward with with some of the stories like oh you know you can tell you have like a reader's mind where you know there's a way of like kind of you have this you know this this ideal this image up here mm -hmm. like to now put it out there so you know that that's fascinating because i used to write i don't write anymore and i never understood it actually i just had on um, one of my teammates on she wrote um a book uh holly horror mm -hmm. um which you know as we were talking about writing writing styles and she was explaining that like, kind of stephen king's writing style and it's like yeah i'm more of a just like kind of just throw all the shit there on the paper and just kind of kind of edit through and like okay well I guess we don't really need this part. We don't need this part. We need this either versus kind of being more organized and saying, all right, here's your base. Here's your ideal. You know, here are your characters. And then, you know, what are your character's motivations? You know, mm -hmm. this is this, this and that. So, you know, just hearing the organization and ideals coming from it's like, I'm excited to see, you know, even the other titles now that you mentioned, I'm like, well, gimme, like, I'm here. <laughs> um, but you know, the ideal of people doing things, doing what they love mm -hmm. is always fascinating to me. And that, you know, I'm always in support of that. So you, know, you, you keep rocking and doing the things you like, and I'm in support. And let me know, you know, when things are coming out so I can, you know, go check it out myself because, you know, I, I think 
you know, there are those of us who look at something like this, and say, man, like that, that's awesome. Like, you know, I, I wish I had that, you know, that ability to do that. And then to see someone, you know, doing is like, he has that ability. <laughs> Let me go live vicariously through him. So good. Yeah. No, man. I mean, I mean, I will say, I mean, truly, I do subscribe to the belief. It's the teacher in me. Anyone can do anything they're interested in doing. But, you know, it's just, you know, obviously sometimes it might take a little more effort or might take a little like different ways of doing it for sure. But, you know, it's been, yeah, because it was actually like writing was something I was always interested in, but I was too much of a chicken to really pursue it when I was younger. Uh, and it really took like leaving teaching to actually like i didn't really start writing writing like this until i left teaching last year like i had my my first comic uh that i ever wrote like i kind of self-taught myself of like i'd read like um uh, like batman killing joke like i remember i read that and i had the script up on uh my computer so i'd literally read my comic i had the graphic novel i'd read a page look up at the script read the page look up at the script and that's kind of how i kind of self-taught and I wrote my first issue for the series called Undeath that I was talking about with a student of mine, actually. Like, he kind of say wrote with, he drew a couple pictures of, like, character sketches. And I was like, I can write a story about those characters. And I just kind of, like, made this whole comic, like, 24 pages, You kind of, like, based off the story I made. And I told him, um, his name was, I can't say his name. Oh, I can't say his name. He's a student. But yeah, <laughs> I told him, I was like, hey you know if you're interested and you ever want to draw this like by all means actually he graduated high school now that's how long i've been teaching i've had kids that have graduated but or i was teaching but i actually shot him an email and i was like hey are you still doing comics and still stuff and he is doing some and i was like if if and whenever if you want to try and take a crack at the art for you know this from years ago let me know he has a couple years and if he doesn't well then i'm going to find an artist because i think it's a cool story but he still has a few more years <laughs> that's good super yeah. cool i agree with you yeah it, like anyone can do anything they put their mind to mm -hmm. um, i do think you know use myself as kind of that template i do think there are times where it's like i'll i'll say to myself I was like you know what i want to do well fuck this podcast mm -hmm. and it was just like i think i can do this i can do this and i did it yeah but then there are other projects i look as like and I always use the podcast as kind of the template. It's like, well, look, you did this. Mm -hmm. Why can't you do that? And it's like, okay, I'll go do that. I, I think there are times where, like, you know, again, we we kind of get, you know, we just chicken shit sometimes. We're like, oh, like, well, if I do this, you know, like uh, uh, George McFly. Well, mm -hmm. you know, what if I fail? What if people laugh at me? You know, yeah. kind of that, that feeling. But, you know, when we look at, like, ideals and just, you know, aspirations of doing things is like you know sometimes all it takes is just getting the ball rolling yeah you know? and so. then sticking with it it's and it's consistent yeah yes. that's like the biggest thing like if you get it started rolling and then like consistent and like just truly do it and i'm like okay yeah because even like little steps because don't get me wrong like i beat myself up all the time because i'm just like oh man i could be doing more and more and more but i'm like at least i did something and then you know, like at least it's it's you can apply, dude, apply that to BJJ, writing, podcasting, whatever the hell it is. It's like you're doing something and then you continue to strive forward, and that's what matters. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, kind of staring back to um the podcasting mm -hmm. realm here, since that's where we are. We're on the podcast. Makes sense. Yeah. Um so like with the 
uh, podcast right now. So you say you started uh, the first episode came out October 31st, 2022. Mm-hmm. So coming up on one year. Yep. Um, with the podcast right now. So when you started it, mm-hmm. um, did you have any kind of like ideals, like where you wanted to wanted it to go? Uh, you know, just like what were your hopes with it? And um, if you had any, you know, kind of ideals of where you wanted it to go and what direction did you get there, or are you still kind of working in that direction? I think that made sense. I'm not sure. I think, um, you know, obviously why anyone does anything, I want to make billions of dollars doing it um, for sure. Now, (laughs) I think um, it really started as like me and Mike just, you know, it gives us an excuse to hang out and 100 percent. It's like it kind of like forces us to almost hang out, which is nice. But then I think, you know, if you're doing anything like for me, it's like if I'm doing anything, I want it to be good. Um, It's just how I kind of roll, I suppose. But like, so I'm like, okay, here we are. What are our goals? What are we trying to do with this? And I think we are trying to establish those goals. I mean, right now we're just trying to build uh, listenership, build engagement with, you know, people grow our social media. Um, Why or what the end goal of it is. I don't think we really have an end goal of it um, besides just build and have more listeners, have more engagement and build our socials. Um, Coming up on a year, have we done that? Not really. It depends on the episode. We have like, you know, sometimes we might get like for us, like 50, 60 listeners. That's pretty solid, at least because we do it on YouTube as well. So there's been some videos where like, hey, 50, 60 views. Nice. Others where it's like, hey, three views. Oh, you know, so it's like kind of in that. So I think it is just like trying to keep building it and trying to go. We've played around with the formula a little bit, too, of like some of our episodes were a little too long because I think we were getting a little too in the nitty gritty of explaining the movie, which, and we're not necessarily put in that we're not like a high production uh, with like when we're doing summaries, like at some point, I think it would be really cool to actually have like clips into inside the podcast as well, like audio clips. That'd be really cool. We're not at that point. Uh, so where we like, we give a spoiler free review, which I think that is some also sometimes where we get our most engagement is spoiler free review. Then we give backgrounds. We talk about like uh, Rotten Tomatoes rating budget, the actors and actresses that are in it, director, and then we do like a summary where we like talk about certain things. And I mean, you know, I think some of the stuff we say is pretty funny, but it still like relies on us to like give a play by play of the movie. And I 100% hear that too much play by play of a movie you're not watching and just kind of listening to two people like summarize a movie. If it gets too granular, that's way too much. So we're working on making that more concise, like a little shorter. And then really, especially now is like, has been more like me taking those clips from social media and putting them on our social media of like, I always try to do like, because sometimes it's easier. It's like, what's Mike's uh, ranking of it? Zero to five. What's Edward, me, my ranking of it? Zero to five. And then like two to three funny little segments or clips that usually show Mike and I laughing and enjoying each other's company. Because I think that's one of the biggest, like we enjoy hanging out with one another and we want our listeners to be able to see that and feel that when we're doing it too. And I think that's kind of like part of our draw is like, we like creative stuff. We love movies and we like each other. So it works out. <laughs> but, yeah, but to answer the question, we're just still trying to keep it growing and get more and more listeners with it. And I think part of that's going to be of like more engagement, social media, more putting it out there. And then just, I think having our catalog grow because, you know, if people can, if we ever do get more popular, people can also see that, Hey, we've been doing this for a long time. If like for a year, 
So we have that backlog of everything too for people to check out and show that we've been doing it. So yeah. One of the cool mm-hmm. things also about having that backlog is people can see the growth. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like if you listen to episode one of Off the Mats podcast, holy shit, it's <laughs> I, I had equipment. And I didn't even use the equipment. I used mm-hmm. my phone. I, I just explained this uh, probably last episode. How I sat there like a dummy. Actually, no, it was on Colompton. I explained it. Mm-hmm. We used my phone, Mark and I mm-hmm. um, used my phone. And the phone, as I'm like using it, there's an instruction on, on my phone to say, hey, there's a microphone at the top of your phone as well. Mm-hmm. Common sense would tell me that there wasn't because there, there's no microphone spot at yeah. all. So I had that part pointing towards Mark while I'm using the actual microphone. So you can't hear him at all. Like, <laughs> And it just sounds like me talking to someone that's whispering in the background. And I think the second episode, I put the equipment together. It still didn't sound good. I don't think it actually, I don't think it really sounds good fucking great now but it sounds way better than mm-hmm. those first 15 episodes where it was like like there's some episodes where it's like the sound would just cut out it's like yeah. oh shit <laughs> is there anyone talk like uh he's talked to himself again but um you know having that that back cow off for people to hear mm-hmm. the, the, see the growth to see how the show has you know added new elements to it you know over time and i, I always find that fascinating when ever i find you know a new podcast i like to go back to listen to things in the beginning I was like where did you come from and where you're at now mm-hmm. uh, and just you know it, it gives you a good feel of who the hosts are as well like are they hard workers are they are they trying to make this a better product or are they just like look i'm just doing some shit mm-hmm. and you'll get what you're going to get because sometimes i am that way with Kalampton. yeah i think there was an episode the microphones weren't even turned on so <laughs> It was recording off my computer speakers, and we didn't know that. And after, I was like, oh, well, this is what you're going to get, and (laughs) we'll fix it next time. My bad. But I think with Colompton, people expect that kind of to this point. They're like, look, we don't know what we're getting with those guys. Like, half the time, they're drunk. Um, Sometimes Dante's on drugs. (laughs) Like, like, we don't know what what that guy's going to do. Like, so, but this podcast is a lot more put together. Mm-hmm. There you um, go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just trying to make sure people understand. Hey, hey, we don't do that on off the mats or so you like or those mm-hmm. podcasts. We actually do shit legit. Yeah. Often, though, not so much. Yeah, you, not so much. Part of the charm of it. I mean, honestly, I haven't listened to an episode of that yet, but I bet it's part of the charm. It's like it's wild card. Who knows what's going to happen? All right, keep guessing. <laughs> I I have show notes, and sometimes I just don't. Last <laughs> week I didn't have show notes, and I just said. It's, uh, Steve, my co-host, and his brother showed up, and I was like, "Hey, so I didn't write anything on the board." So, it's <laughs> weird. weird. Let's freestyle, <laughs> and we just talked. I, I don't know what to, I, I, I didn't even write show notes. Like when, when, when I promote the episode, I just wrote the synopsis. Dante and Steve are good friends from so, so long ago, and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. They, they normally I'll say this week on the episode we talked about Dante listening to Taylor Swift, and now he's a Swifty, which mm. I am going to go to her Eras concert in theater. I decided I'm going to do this because mm-hmm. I, I posted a little video on there. There's these, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was going on, but they're doing this little ring around the rosy dance and listening to her music. Like, dude, I'm going to go there and start a mosh pit. 
do it. Oh my God, that would be amazing. <laughs> but only if they're serving alcohol at these events. If they're not serving alcohol at these events, I'm probably not going to go because I'm not going in there sober because they will treat me like the wicker man. They will, they will, they will wicker man my ass and I will get torched. And my wife will be like, so, um, the bees you are in your <laughs> killing me won't bring back your goddamn bees. Um, they, and the only thing my wife would just say is like, I told you not to go. Yeah. <laughs> I told like, dumb bastard. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, um, as, as far as the podcast goes though, I mean, it sounds like you have a good, uh, you know, head, you know, about things you know there there isn't like this idea of like you know it has to be this and it has to be this right now it's more like look we're just gonna gradually go um along and you know get where we get to so i always feel like that's the best way to approach the things i guess it's different for everyone though because mm -hmm. there's um another podcast i won't mention who they are i don't have any ill will towards them i just don't like the way sometimes that they carry themselves mm -hmm. Um, but you know, they, they, you know, put a lot of, you know, money into their production, which is good. It sounds great. Their podcast sounds wonderful. And, you know, they made it seem like you have to do this mm. for your podcast to thrive. And it's like, no, you don't have to, <laughs> like, yeah. they, they, you, everyone's different. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I feel like, you know, for your show, especially like, you know, with doing this with, with your best friend. You know, it's, it, that's one of the things I think is key too. Is people see that connection, and it makes yeah. it more enjoyable. As, as you listen, you can hear that chemistry, and it makes you feel like you're part of it. Because that's one thing I've always wanted to try to do with my podcast is I want the audience, anyone that's listening, I want them to feel like they're part of this as well. Yeah. Whether it's this Colompton, so you like horror, anything that I'm a guest on, I try to make sure that. You know, it's engaging so that way the listener can feel like, you know what? I feel like I'm a part of that conversation. And I think, you know, you all do that as well, pretty well, um, just with your chemistry. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Slow and steady, right? Tourists in the hair. That's, you know, got to keep moving. <laughs> sure. Um, last question about the podcast, because sure. I see, you know, you have the, uh, the clips that you put up on Instagram. You say, you know, people... You know, check it out on YouTube as well. Um, do you do full video for the YouTube or is it just all audio um, and then audio to YouTube as well? Oh, no, it's a full video on YouTube as well, though. I will say it's not necessarily the most engaging backdrop <laughs> because it's yeah. Mike and I sitting across from each like sitting next to each other a lot of, and like kind of talking back and forth. We'll normally have like the movie kind of poster on like the TV, you know, kind of like there in between us. And then, yeah, it's a lot of us kind of talking back and forth from there. So I think at one point or at some point, it would be cool to have like a more engaging studio that we're sitting in for like, you know, for people with the eyes. Uh, when they're looking at us but yeah no for youtube we do here you go here's us but then the podcast uh yes yeah, spotify apple um i think the third that i always forget where people listen to podcasts there's another one spotify apple um what the fuck do i listen i listen on spotify yeah um uh what's the goddamn thing that i listen to my stuff on that's not podcast amazon music does it mm -hmm. um who else audible uh, yeah. also picks them up Pandora picks it up. Um, there's a, a, a butt ton of them, though. Yeah. So, because uh, I, I think if you go, if if you attach to Apple Podcasts, mm -hmm. it branches out to 
like eight others that you're not even aware of and and, you know you might stumble upon it one day on accident and say like oh shit my podcast is here (laughs) apple does that it's it's all apple yeah there you go i mean apple you know they're part of the people that own most of the world so you know it makes sense (laughs) it's the the apple effect you know it's like oh my god there's a new iphone out i gotta get it no you just got the other new iphone yeah but they got a new 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 iphone (laughs) i will say mine's the xr so that means it's like five years old and it's just it drops calls it does a lot of mess like apple's like sir you need to buy a new one because we're going to just steadily make it so this one doesn't work anymore I, I don't want to I have a galaxy and I'm pretty sure it keeps shutting off on me because I'm supposed to get a new one. Yeah. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't think I'm in. And what makes you think I'm going to get another galaxy? Maybe I'm going to get a pixel now. I don't know. Yeah. They do some cool stuff. So on my face. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a bunch of Apple products, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I get an iPhone, but I'm just like, yeah. you know what? I don't know why I didn't get an iPhone. My wife has an iPhone. I have a Mac. I have iPad, Apple TV, all, all this Apple bullshit. Yeah. And it's like, you can't put you on an iPhone. Eh. <laughs> I didn't want to go overboard. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got my Mac because like just from like basic edit without any additional software, like the basic software that a Mac has, like iMovie, I use iMovie to do basic edits for my stuff, you know, like the preview function. There's just like basic software on Mac is light years ahead of anything on pc until you have to like pay for it but then and i don't feel like spending 300 dollars a month on all the adobe products and all the actual editing products i'm like mac works for me and since i have a phone it is super easy of like oh i can just airdrop stuff to my computer or just like text from my computer i'm like oh that's nice i like that <laughs> that's that was the same thing with me i got a well a friend of mine sold me a mac mini years ago mm-hmm. Cause he had gotten a new one and he had just bought the other one, but then the new one came. I was like, I get the new one. I was like, well, I'll take yeah. that one. <laughs> so then I was like, well, it looks like this is where we are. So I got my wife a MacBook that Christmas. I was like, that's pretty fucking cool too. Mm-hmm. But I got this Mac mini. And then when it came time to get kind of back to computing and doing stuff, I was like, well, look, let me go ahead and get a, a, a MacBook. Um, Cause most times I would have desktops and, Mm-hmm. Meaning I have to be stationary. So now that I have the laptop, it's like, oh, I can do my podcast from up here. I can yeah. podcast from the car. I can go in the basement, wherever. But, um, and, you know, all the programs that it comes with, even though I don't use GarageBand for my podcast editing, mm-hmm. I use Audacity. Okay. Um, Because every time I mess with GarageBand, it gets weird to me. And I'm like, okay, we're out. But iMovie is like, oh, this is easy. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't get it. But either way. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Ed, we've been going here for up close to two hours for my friend. So. What up? <laughs> I have 7.30 training in the morning, too. So, it's <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's about to be 11 o'clock here. So <laughs> let's go ahead and I'll wrap this up. Uh, thank you for doing this. Uh, thank you for making Thanks for having me. No, no, I'd love to have you back on again. Um, you know, now that we've got the pleasantries out of the way, it's like, okay, we caught back up. Now it's time to like, look, we got other podcasts. Get on these joints. Let's all start talking. Let's talk movies. Let's come back on here, talk more jujitsu. Let's get your get your co-hosts on here. Let's all have a big old party on here and just have a blast. Hell yeah, um, man. That sounds great. Um, before we get out of here, do you have any shout-outs or mentions that you want to drop? 
Uh, yeah. So again, my podcast is Ramblings from Two Meddling Kids. Uh, you can find that anywhere where podcasts are. Um, so yeah, follow us on YouTube, Ramblings from Two Meddling Kids. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, it's Two Meddling Kids. Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm Ed Hunt seventy seven. Uh, feel free. Like also from uh, from my comic, that's Hunt Comics. Um, we'll make sure to I'll make sure to pass on the Global Comics link. Issue one is for free online. I just want people to read it and check it out and, you know, go from there. Uh, so I'll make sure to pass that link on to Dante and that'll be great. I'd love to hear everyone's feedback on it. Um, also, I mentioned I do real estate too. I do in the DMV. So if you have any needs for, uh, if you want advice on your specific market, uh, so I'm DC in Maryland. I have other people on my team in Virginia. So if you want advice on the market, I can help out with that. If you need some phenomenal contractors, I can help out with that or some phenomenal lenders. And Anyone listening, no matter where you are, uh, Compass is my brokerage. We're nationwide. I helped people uh, buy and sell a home in Delaware literally this week because I connected them with another agent. So if you any needs you have anywhere in the country, I can help out with that. But yeah, comic, hunt comics, Bramley Sweet Meddling Kids. I do real estate. What up? <laughs> and, ooh, and if you ever come to D.C. and you train BJJ, come to Beta. We have lots of open mats. Would love to roll with everybody. That's kind of when I travel places now, I try to get to an open mat or two. Always fun. Awesome. See, I said at the beginning, this dude, people say, Dante, how do you do so much? I don't do shit. Like, Ed does a lot. <laughs> hey, this dude is everywhere. So, um, like, I'll be sure to get those notes, um, those links in the show notes. Um, and as always, to everyone listening, thank you. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, criticisms, always feel free to reach out to me. You can find me at bjj.wiki on Instagram, Automats Podcast on Instagram. You can even email me at Automats2020 at Gmail. People have been doing that recently, and I, I've actually been answering them. I'm not scared anymore, so go ahead and email me now. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, reach out to me. You know, anything you need, let me know. I want to be a guest. Go ahead, reach out. We'll talk. We'll figure it out. We'll make the schedules work. I want to give a big shout out to my crew over there at Nerd Age Radio. I know I've mentioned them a whole lot this episode, probably more than any episode ever. <laughs> so uh, Bobby, Chris, Joe, Marilyn Phil, Ricky Tiki, Raul the Machine, uh, all you fellas, thank you. If it was not for Nerd Age Radio, I would not be doing podcasting at all. That's where I got my start and I have to branch off because sometimes I think my ideals are a little too different. So I had to make my own thing. But thank you, fellas. I uh, appreciate you. And, and, you know, y'all go listen to their podcast as well, Nerd Age Radio. You won't regret it. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to another podcast I've been working with lately. Um, now You've Made It Awkward. Shoki uh, is the host of that show. He's one of the hosts of the show. He's been on here with me for uh, an episode of Off the Mats. He's been on a couple episodes of So You Like Horror. So um, go check out that show. I think I've been on the last three. So I'm not really sure what I was talking about. But if you want to hear me ramble about nonsense over there, too, if you can't get enough of me here, go do that as well. And um, last shout out here is to my other podcast, So You Like Horror. If you like scary movies, go check it out. We just dropped Exorcist episode as of now when this episode comes out. While we're talking, it's being edited. But the Exorcist Believer episode is up and ready to go. Go check it out. Uh, Shoki, who I just mentioned, he and I actually saw the movie. We discussed our good, bad, and ugly and gave a, a score um, 
on the movie and just kind of talked about some of the details there, uh, what we liked, what we didn't like. So go check that out. And also big shout out here to my guest again, Ed Hunt. Go check out his properties. Go check out his content. Um, and then come back around because he's going to come back around as well. And uh, we're going to get all caught back up and reacquainted. But Absolutely. otherwise, as always, I love you guys. Thank you so much for the support, everyone. You guys keep listening, and we're definitely going to keep making these shows. Thank you, everybody, and bye. Cool. Thanks, y'all. Bye. They probably said. Now let me see his song.